1: Luxurious, regal, riddlers and rattlers. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode one hundred and sixteen, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. We are your quintessential quizzical quartet of qualified, quotable questioners. Mm-hmm. I'm Colin. I'm Dana, and I'm Chris. Okay, so guys, I have a, I have a question. Yes. What? Last time we had the World Cup, we had. Paul the Octopus. Yeah. yeah, that was the. I don't know how you describe psychic. it. Psychic, psychic octopus. Proc- that, yeah.
2: Prognosticator.
1: That it predicted the World Cup victors or or of different matches. How did it do it? Like they gave him two flags or something. He um, chose one. Yeah. Magic.
2: Yeah, I think I think there was food in two boxes, and he would choose the two boxes. <laughs> was
1: it? I thought, yeah, it was, there were flags.
2: He was motivated to open one of the boxes somehow. and yeah. one
1: of them is assigned to a country. and he
2: was uncannily accurate mm-hmm.
1: for like a couple of matches straight. And Colin, you said he passed away.
2: He did. Paul the octopus died. Um, I'm not sure what the lifespan of an of your average yeah. octopode is. That's <laughs> when you're a psychic,
3: though. Uh, that puts a lot of stress
2: yeah, on yeah. Yeah. your Yeah, it's true. Brain. It's true. <laughs> Eating yeah. those little
4: flags probably yeah. not good just, for octopuses. just you know <laughs> the
2: the yeah. Uh, yeah just you know the joys yeah. of nations riding on your on yeah. your many shoulders right, right, on your right. shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's heavy burden. It's a heavy weight Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they yeah. had a. Uh, this no, it was
3: just flag poisoning.
2: Flag
3: poisoning. poison flags.
2: I think they did a. Google Doodle for him actually. Oh. They had a little octopus with a halo, like oh. looking down from above. Eight halos? <laughs> just, that- yeah, it just, was just <laughs> one halo. Yeah.
1: But don't fret, you guys. This year for the World Cup, we have another psychic animal, and it is a clam. <laughs> sure. His name is Cl- it's Sorry, its name is clam. Mm-hmm. Clam. Clam. Clam.
3: Clam. The clam. Clam. The, clam the clam.
1: psychic clam. Put pretty okay. on the
3: nose. Clam the psychic
0: clam.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, how it predicts which country will win, uh, I think it's, it comes out of shell, I'm not sure, but it already eerily predicted, um, a couple of wins. Yes. And, uh, as of right, as of this week. As we yeah. sit here
2: recording, it yeah. has predicted that the U.S. will, uh, beat Portugal. Oh,
3: wow. Well, so we shall see. Pardon me while I bet all my money on on it.
2: <laughs> By the time the show airs, the clam will look pretty smart or pretty dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I still don't get how it's predicting Though. It kind
2: of like sticks out its clamminess. <laughs> <A> <laughs> <And> clam
4: head. <laughs> clam tongue. Is it a tongue? Is it a tongue? Or a body?
2: Is it a pod? Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Right. It sticks out sort of the you know the business end of the clam. It's, yeah. yeah. The business end. <laughs> sure. And what? And then what? And, and then like it, yeah,
3: it chooses it between like two flags. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, so okay.
4: pretty soon there'll be the little clam with the halo on the Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, no. No. Yeah, yeah. The flag poisoning. <laughs> they really gotta get on I mean, top like, of
3: it. <laughs>
1: What a weird thing. I don't know. (laughs) Why why are people obsessed with, like, weird animals, psychic animals without bones? Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) All right. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card, and you guys have your morning zoo radio buzzers. Here we go. Let's answer some questions. Blue Wedge for geography. What country is home to the dingo fence? Colin.
2: Uh, Australia? Correct. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> Not, Not, a a trick trick trick. Yeah. Not a trick question. <laughs> the note here says the fence was built to protect sheep herds in the southeast from wild dogs or huh. dingoes. Mm-hmm. Or dingoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Dingo fence. It really, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the fence for dingos. dingoes.
1: <laughs> Pink wedge for pop culture. Who sang "Lost in Love," "All Out of Love," "The One That You Love," and <laughs> "Making Love Out of Nothing at All." <laughs> Uh, Chris.
3: This was Air Supply. Correct. Yes. Air Supply. Yeah,
1: cool. Yellow Wedge. What two Italian immigrants were executed in 1927 after a notoriously biased murder trial in Massachusetts? Oh, oh Dana. Sacco and Vanzetti? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good job. All right. Purple Wedge. What everyday object did Marcel Duchamp submit to a 1917 exhibition with the title Fountain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colin.
2: Uh, this was a urinal.
1: Correct. Oh. All right, Green Wedge for science. What word is both a shade of blue and a make of compact car?
2: Make a make of compact car.
1: car. Uh, You'll get there.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: Sky. Foam, Azure.
2: Sea Navy. Sea foam, um, cyan. Nah. <laughs> uh, no. I feel like we're gonna feel really dumb. Maybe it starts with a C. Oh. Uh, uh, Cobalt. Oh, Oh.
1: yes. You guys do, you guys know Sacco and Vanzetti. (laughs) (laughs) Never
2: heard of 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 Cobalt.
1: All All right, last question. Orange Wedge, how many rolls yield a seven with a standard pair of dice? Oh, how many different rolls? It just says how many rolls. Oh, three? Incorrect.
2: What? They mean like every combination, so one six, two five, yeah, three four, oh, yeah. right, right. So is that then four three, five two, one six? So, so it, is, it depends on six? if they it depends on if they're counting Whoa, four three and three, three four. I think they're looking for twelve. They're looking for six. 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 Oh, okay.
3: So they're looking for three
2: on each dice. Yeah,
3: 2, Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Six
1: one. Six. Right. right the okay. That's okay. <laughs> a <laughs> cool. That's wanna, a follow me question. Well. Good job, Brains. Cool. <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I guess. Today's episode is solely based and uh designed around <laughs> Chris's experience. Uh, Chris last week went to the press junket or the press opening mm-hmm. of uh, the new part of uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Park yes. in Orlando, Florida. Yes. The Diagon Alley new edition. So this week we're going to talk about amusement park attractions, roller coaster, food, uh, culture, and of course, uh, Chris's special report back from the new Harry Potter park. So everybody strap in! Roller coaster.
3: Yeah, so I went to the Diagon Alley expansion of the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Now, Karen, you and I had gone to the original opening, and that was the original Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and uh, now four years later, they have opened a new expansion. It is in a different park. So if you're like familiar with like Disneyland and California Adventure, how there's two separate parks and you have to buy a ticket, let you go back and forth. You have to do that, too, for this, because uh, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts are all in Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios, and then Universal Studios Florida, the official name of the park, has the Diagon Alley part, and they're far away from each other. <laughs> and how do you ride from London to Hogwarts? Well, of course, you take the Hogwarts Express, wow. and so they have built out this facade of real-world London, so they've got... King's Cross Station. You go into King's Cross Station and it is just, it looks like a London train station at first. And all the people working in there are just sort of playing the part of like, we work at a regular old train station. And so then you kind of wander, you know, up the platforms in the train station. And then before you get to the Hogwarts Express, they have set up this whole thing where you get to walk through the platform, the nine and three quarters platform between nine and 10, you walk through the wall. You do? They've they've set, they, they, how do they do it? So they have set up a sort of mirror illusion Uh. so that the line sort of curves around and as you're curving around in line, you see all the people in front of you and they're all walking through the wall Whoa! as far as you can see because they've kind of set up the mirror so that you see the person and you see a wall and they're sort of blending together when you get up there it's just a it's a passageway um, but someone's but like, watching you and someone's watching like... you and then of course you can take pictures of you know people wow. you can take a picture of yourself walking through the wall it looks really good they've done a really good job like creating that illusion for you and then you can ride the Hogwarts Express, and that in and of itself is, like, an experience because you ha- you have your own private car. They have, like, domed screens on the windows, so they play a video. Because or, what you would be looking at is, like, the back lot of Universal <laughs> right, Studios. Right, right, right. <laughs> really breaks offices. the illusion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's nothing much happening on the video screen. That's when, on the other side... They actually—it looks like you have like frosted glass doors oh. on your car, and what you will see is the shadows of Harry and Ron and Hermione, people walking by and having conversations, Whoa. as if you're like really <laughs> taking the Hogwarts Express and other students are passing by. So, so it's, that it's like, in
1: itself is a ride, pretty much, totally not just. Is.
3: Yep, absolutely an experience to take that, <sighs> and then that would drop That's you clever. off the other side of the park. Diagon Alley itself is—I mean, it's—it's it's, you know, it's like more elaborate. The building. Are so tall that you can't see anything other
2: than Diagon Alley. So, you're so really Chris, in there. I want I want, yeah. you, I want you to pretend like I've never read the books. Oh, okay, um, which, which should <laughs> <just laughs> <was laughs> be easy for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what What is Diagon Alley in da- the book?
3: Diagon Alley is a wizards only shopping street okay. that is hidden in London. Okay. Okay. And so it's perfect for the amusement park because, of course. Fundamentally, they're trying to sell you things there, and that really is what Diagon Alley is for. It's like it's where it's where all the Hogwarts kids go to buy their school supplies. Got it. Wands for sale, and Hogwarts robes, and of course you can buy all this stuff and Quidditch gear. So it's already buy- built
2: around commerce. Oh yeah. Is. Oh,
3: very much so. You can buy all of your Quidditch balls and uh, Quidditch. You can actually buy Weasley sweaters. The, oh. the looking like the hand knit sweaters that Missus oh, Weasley makes Weasley for makes Harry and all Ron. All right. Yes, you can go to Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor and get butter beer ice cream, and of course you can get butter beer, and you can get special like actual beer. Butter beer is non alcoholic, but they do have actual alcoholic beers that they sell there <laughs> that are that are specific to to even to Diagon Alley. There's like Wizards Brew, which is a stout. And Dragon Scale, which is a lager. And Amstel Light,
1: which is is Amstel Light. (laughs) And Amstel Light. And Amstel Light. (laughs) So the big question is, for me, not only is it a a place of commerce, Mm -hmm. but they actually do have a ride There there, is a ride. And that's in the bank.
3: It's in the bank. It's the Escape from Gringotts, the bank Uh. of Harry Potter. Yep. Once you probably wait through the five-hour line of people outside of it, you know, once you get into the lobby, they've just got rows and rows as if you're in an old-timey bank with the bank tellers but they're all animatronic goblins mm-hmm. and they don't interact with you the one up at the front talks to people and then the other ones just they're just busy at their work but they're super creepy because they're <laughs> really lifelike and incredibly kind of realistic you know there's other line experiences and there's little story things snippets of telling you like what you're doing because while you're trying to open an account at gringotts uh that's when it's set at the very end of the books when uh Harry and Ron and Hermione are breaking into the bank to try to steal a certain magical object. Um But
1: you're there by yourself. You're, you're there. there on their premise of I'm opening an account. Exactly. It just so happens it's the day yep. that And they're gonna the take you on a tour
3: up. of the vaults, but it all goes wrong. And it's not as I mean, you went on the other Harry Potter I would mean, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah, and which, the castle. Like, Flips you almost upside down. Not completely upside down, but it, it, Things come out
1: of your pockets. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it it inverts (laughs) you to the point that things can
3: fall out of your pockets for sure. So that's what was in Gringotts. And this new ride does not do any, does not do very much sort of changing of your position. It sort of rotates you around a lot. Uh, but the height Mm -hmm. requirement is smaller, so more younger kids Kids. can go on Gringotts, but it's pretty thrilling. It is crazy in -hmm. terms of what they're doing technology-wise, because like a lot of it is kind of like, these massive, massive screens that just sort of envelop, like, you know, it, like, encircle you, So, you, and you're wearing 3D glasses. So you're really feeling like all this stuff is kind of happening in front of your face, even though it's on these sort of, like, huge screens. We've all been on, like, motion simulation rides. There's a big yeah. screen, and the cart's just moving a little bit in front of it. Right. Like, this thing is on, like, a roller coaster-type track, so it really is moving around. Mm. Um, and there's one point at which it actually does drop you, and then the next time, yeah. and then the next time... When it's fake dropping you, when it's just sort of leaning the cart forward and like showing you a screen of you falling with the ground rushing up at you, it's like you believe it more because uh, they've already they for you. real dropped you. Yeah. So it's mm. like, am I, am I falling? What's going on? <laughs> I'm not really sure.
1: I love roller coasters. <laughs> I'm
3: so yeah, this is not as dramatic as a roller but coaster, just but it's like,
1: yeah. I think for me, I mean, we've all been on roller coasters, either wooden or steel. And then, you know, for a while they change it like, Oh, you're, you're sitting down or you're yeah. lying down. You're and you're that's suspended how they, or yeah, they you're, kind yeah. of change it up. But yeah. now this is like a new age of attractions where they're combining either 3D or screen technology with roller coaster yep. with swiveling with animatronics it's just all of this kind of combined together just blows my mind right, the technology right, right. of it remember
3: this ride is very new it's lots of moving parts and the park's not open yet it's not opening until July 8th we were almost at the end of it and it all shut down there was a door that we had to go through that only opened part way. Uh. Uh-huh. And if, if we had gone through, there would have been bad. So they had to shut the whole thing down and then sort of move the door back into place and move it out of the way again and make sure everything was perfect before they started the write up again. And we were, we were stuck in the dark because all the screens shut off. Fifteen minutes.
0: Oh my god. With
3: no real understanding of like what is the problem and like <laughs> yeah. what's going on. And, and everybody puked. was in back of us, yeah. but yeah. Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton were in the ride with us. So <laughs> um. they I don't think they were thrilled <laughs> about Hey, this is why you have a there. soft
1: opening. That's right, yeah. that's
3: right. That's the, the it's the preview. Yep. The scariest thing was when they started the ride again. They didn't like start it off slowly. Like when the ride starts again, it just starts again. (laughs) Yes. So basically, we were supposed to go through this tiny little door that we had not gone through, and there was just pure blackness back there. And they were like, "Attention, the ride will begin imminently." You know, and it was just like (laughs) went from zero to a million miles per hour in a second on a broken ride. Blast! (laughs) Yes, into pitch. Blackness, and there's no lights and there's no projections in there. And of course, the car whirls and spins around. (laughs) So so I'm like, like, I'm gonna die. (laughs) I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get splattered all over the Harry Potter ride. I
2: love you, Helena Bottom Carter.
3: (laughs) I am the rider who lived.
1: (laughs) For me, I love roller coasters. I Mm. love Thrill rides. I love all of that stuff. I am, I try to go out of my way to experience all the, the new coasters. Yeah. So definitely Disney parks are my kind of mainstays, but I've also been to Great America in Jackson, New Jersey. Uh There's the Batman ride, which was the first one I remember as a kid that I rode on that was like the sitting down with their legs dangling. Yeah, roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. When I was studying in, in Pittsburgh at Carnegie Mellon, I would take the four hour bus ride to Cedar Point, Ohio, <laughs> which is the, the roller coaster capital. Hmm. Um, they have so yes. many. From old wooden ones to new ones Millennium Force was a good one uh, There's also Kennywood um, Universal definitely I mean the Hogwarts castle ride Is one of the best rides Yeah. In terms of like Not like just roller coaster but just overall uh, I love Radiator Springs Which is the new cars yeah. mm-hmm. The cars ride Tower of Terror in Disneyland, Disney World is my probably most favorite. That's if a free my fall. Fun. That's a yeah. free fall.
3: Yeah. No, we went on Tower of Terror, and like, I we didn't had no know. Idea. I didn't what? know what it was. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I know something is going to happen, and as they're, I'm like, oh, okay, I think they're going <laughs> to drop me, you know? Yeah. But like, I really didn't know at the beginning, like, what was actually going to happen. Yet. You yeah. I didn't
1: see the people screaming at the top of the building. And I heard them. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on free falls. I've been on like steel coasters upside down. Oh, uh, Sea World Orlando had a really great one called the Manta where you're lying down on the car and it goes through the tracks and so you're pretty much your your whole body is is like flat and oh. you're face down. Mm,
2: like Superman.
1: Yes. But the scariest ride that I've ever been on it's defunct now. It was in uh, Disney World in Magic Kingdom in mm-hmm. Tomorrowland and it was there really? in the 90s. It was the old mission to Mars and oh. they changed it and what was called was extra terror restrial, huh? yeah. <laughs> extra, terrestrial, extra terror uh, restrial.
3: And it's, uh, yeah, alien
1: okay. encounter. And the premise of the ride is it's not a ride. Mm-hmm. You sit in a circular auditorium, basically. Every, every row is like a concentric circle. And when you sit down, you get strapped down with roller coaster like safety yeah. things. Okay. You have like a seatbelt and you have like a over the shoulder thing. And I'm, as a kid, I was like, Oh, are we going to move? But mm-hmm. there is no moving in this ride. So the, the whole story is this company called excess tech is doing an open house because they perfected like a, some sort of teleportation technology. <laughs> and in the middle of the auditorium is like this tube and they uh, teleported in an alien. By accident, um, and mm-hmm. the alien is kind of like an alien xenomorph. It's a dangerous alien. The alien escapes. The power goes on and off. And then you see shattered glass, like in the middle of the tube. You're like, Oh no, the <laughs> alien somewhere. It's all mood based. It's all sensory. It's kind of dark in your seats. They have a uh, very separated stereo speakers and a lot of the audio is it's called binaural sound where they record. Using two microphones instead of one. Uh-huh. So it gives you a 3D uh, feeling when mm. you're listening to sound. You actually can, can sense if people are close to you, walking around you. It was done so well. Even really subtle heartbeats or subtle, like, uh, uh aliens moving around, like, uh, like the, the footsteps, you can, kind of can feel the
0: vibrations <laughs> through the ground
1: and there's this, uh, kind of the climax is the alien is behind you but you can't move you're stuck in the seat <laughs> and you can feel it breathing and drooling on your neck and it was all done by the, the seats
0: yeah uh-huh. I've been
1: on <laughs> speed rides I've been on falling rides I was crying and I wanted to leave I know it's fake mm-hmm. like but yeah. it's it was so scary so realistic so well done wow. it's not like some of the rides where you go watch a like a 3D movie and they spritz water on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it was gross, it was scary. Um the alien actually kills the electrician and when and the electrician like screams like ah it's dark. They splatter water on your face to simulate blood. This sounds really oh intense yes, for, a it, it for a Disney for a Disney ride. This is why they
0: after a couple years
1: <laughs> super intense. Um I think it really went Against the grain that all Disney rides. I mean, they kind of have a, like a G and PG rule. <laughs> yeah. And this was not- was this Psychological was, horror. Yeah, <laughs> this, I still have nightmares about it. It's just so, especially the binaural. It's like sometimes when you get your hair cut and you you feel the scissors a little bit close and you yeah. hear uh, it uh, it <laughs> chills down your spine. Right, yeah. It's like that. And we've talked about Disney and Lucas before. This did have some sort of a Lucas tie-in too. Uh. So when they did a preview of it. It was a very tamed version. Michael Eisner, the then Disney CEO, was like, no, this is too tame, not intense enough. Like, turn Mm -hmm. it up to 11, which they did. Mm -hmm. Lucas had his plan for it because they did ask Lucas to come in and and maybe like a consultation or or whatever. And he had his idea, which was uh, even scarier in a way, kind of Twilight zone Um It just didn't really work because it was too complicated of a story to tell. Um, in the waiting area they had like comical robots and they would joke. And so, you know, as a kid, I was like, Oh, haha, I'm just going on a space ride. Mm-hmm. And then like all of a sudden someone's killed in front of mm-hmm. me. And I,
4: that's how I felt about the movie Event Horizon. Like I had no idea it was horror. I was like, Oh, it's going to be space. And then at the end, I was like, What? Like, I... <laughs> it's so, scary. It's
1: so scary. So there you go. Someone, wow. You have an
2: extensive. Yeah. I can tell yeah. we just sort of scratched the surface oh, there. I
1: love it. <laughs> I'll go on any ride.
4: I have a challenge for you. I'm sure you're going to be up to it. Um, okay. I have a quiz for you guys. It's called roller coaster or heavy metal album name. Oh,
3: yeah.
4: uh. <laughs> It's going to work like this. If you think this is a roller coaster, put your thumb up, thumbs up. And if it's a heavy metal album name, thumbs do up. The, <laughs> the
1: rock. Oh, double horns. Devil horns. horns. Right. Oh, nice. Nice. Right. You at home should try it unless you're okay. driving. Don't, mm-hmm. do yeah, don't do it when know. you're driving. All right.
4: The afterburn. <laughs> 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 oh man. All it's right. it's, it's okay. already. Alright, Colin, Chris say roller coaster. Karen says album It is a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> no! at, at
4: Carol wins. How about Antelope? Hmm. Oh. Okay. Karen and Chris say roller coaster. Colin says album it is a roller coaster. Yay! Yeah! It's also the name of a band, so ah. you're not wrong, but that's why it's album. I'm Got looking it. specifically for albums. Okay. How about Rust in Peace? Rust, <laughs> Rust
3: mm-hmm. in Peace. Rust in Peace. That's
1: too extreme.
4: Album. Everybody says album. It's an album. Ooh, thank goodness. The Megadeth album. Okay.
3: I wouldn't ride that roller coaster. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tetanus and death? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Black Mamba. Oh. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh. Is there a both? Everybody says ride. It's a ride. It's also a band. Okay. Name of a band. I couldn't find an album I feel with like that I've name. Yeah.
0: Black
3: <laughs> I've heard of it.
4: Mm-hmm. How about Too f- <laughs> sorry. How about Too Fast for Love? Too Fast <laughs>
3: for Love. That- That, that would that. be a great roller coaster name, but I gotta go with album. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody
4: says album. It's an album. Okay. It's yeah. like a classic tunnel of love ride, but like extreme. Yeah. How about Hall of the Mountain King?
1: Oh. Hall of the Mountain King. Okay, so
4: Karen says roller coaster. Colin and Chris say album. It's an album. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How about Buzzsaw?
2: Oh. oh, this could be, man, this could so easily be both. Yeah.
1: The thing with Roller Coaster, I mean, like, how far is too far? Right. When it yeah. invokes, like, some sort of horrible death, it's like, oh, that's too far.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our lawyers advised us against this one.
1: But this oh, one, I feel like, bizarre,
4: is uh, a song. Like Everybody says rotating? Roller Coaster. It is a Roller Coaster. Yeah, a dream world. How about Massive Killing Capacity? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I really I really hope yeah, we're right. I feel like yeah.
4: <laughs> Everybody he says heavy metal. Yes, it's a, an album.
3: <laughs> See that above a roller coaster? It can kill so many people. Yeah.
4: How about Steel Dragon? hmm
2: Now that's tough. Steel Dragon, Steel Dragon. All right, I'm not going to overthink. I'm not yeah, going to overthink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody
4: says roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. All right. But what about British Steel? British, British, steel? British steel. 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 Uh, Karen says roller coaster. Colin, Chris say album. It's an album. No. But what about Steel Hog? And Hog is spelled H-A-W-G. <laughs>
3: steel Hog. Steel Hog. Yeah.
1: I don't know anymore. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's the problem with these quizzes. You stop being able to tell what's yeah. <laughs> what's real, what's not anymore. Uh, Karen says album. Colin, Chris say roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Wow. Ride yes. the
3: steel hog. hog. Is hog. it somewhere hog. in the, the south?
4: Hog. Indiana Beach. Hog. How about Hog. a destroyer?
3: <laughs> destroyer?
4: Yeah. Colin and Chris well, say album. Karen says roller opposite. coaster. It's an album. Ah, Last one. The Dominator. Oh.
2: <laughs> Dominator. Dominator.
4: Oh. Everybody says roller coaster. It is roller coaster. It's also an album. Oh. 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 Good job. Dominate
1: okay, destroy <laughs> not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Massive
2: killing capacity
1: <laughs> right out. Oh, no.
3: Yeah. So I found out something, not to bring this party down, but something that kind of depressed me.
4: Okay. Uh, um One of
3: my favorite parts of Disneyland is, of course... Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Oh yeah, they're not the, there anymore. They're not there anymore. Yeah. No, Disney went got to re- their they, last, they uh, retired. Oh, you did? Yeah,
1: what's went to their last performance. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for for the non Disney people. Yeah, they're like a uh,
3: Com- they're they're a jug band. Yeah. They're like a they're like okay. a throwback, you know, country band. They're not the Bears. They're not the Bears. No, they're <laughs> okay. the real They're the real people. Okay. And they okay. sometimes play at like Thunder Mountain, the barbecue, the, the barbecue yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that, right? Oh man, there's this one. This guy's name is. And I looked it up to find it out because he was my favorite Disneyland person. Whistlin' Rick Story. That's his actual name. Uh, well, I mean, not whistlin', but you know, Rick. Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. But he's, he's the guy, I mean, if you've been to Disneyland, like, he plays the banjo and he whistles, like, incredibly well and he sings and he's really good. So anyway, Knott's Berry Farm hired these
0: guys. Oh, that makes sense. So,
3: and now they're called, I think they're called, like, um, Crazy Kirk and the
2: Hillbillies.
3: And, they, and so now they're working over at Knott's Berry Farm. So if you want to go see them, that's where you can go. The and
2: new Hillbillies. Right yeah. But I got the to, new Hillbilly so, experience. I got to
3: thinking about, um, you know, stuff that used to be at Disneyland. And I was kind of looking at, you know, oh, well, what, you know, attractions used to be at Disneyland and are no longer there. And I discovered something really interesting. So there was, um, for the first, like, 10, 11 years of Disneyland, there was a little store called The Art Corner. And it was in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of information on the web about it, but there is a great extensive blog post at a blog called 2719 Hyperion. So check that out. And that's, that's where I got a lot of this because there wasn't really that much else. In Tomorrowland in 1955 when Disneyland opened, basically it was a store that sold postcards, Flip books, art supplies, how to draw Disney characters books that actually they reprinted the actual like the models that the Disney artists Ah. would use for Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. The art corner also sold cells. It sold original cells from animated Disney productions.
1: Oh, not not the kind of recreated or Mm. or, oh, the
3: actual cells. How much? Well, I'll get to that. Uh, (laughs) Um, so the now cells at this point and certainly prior to this, they weren't really valued by Disney or any of the animation houses. In fact, like it used to be, because the sheets of acetate that they would you know paint the cells on were expensive. Yeah, they. After the film was finished, <gasps> clean it up. they'd wash them. Yeah. They would, they would put paint remover on them and wash them and use them again and again and again for more cartoons. And then eventually, when money became less tight and the acetate became cheaper, they didn't reuse them. They just threw them in the dumpster. Wow. Mm-hmm. This threw out. Uh, and so the guy who was placed in charge of the retail part of Disneyland, who was basically tasked with like, okay, figure out what is the retail presence at Disneyland going to be. He realized, you know, to his credit, like, we're chucking stuff in the dumpster on a daily basis that we could sell. Oh, like, yeah. these are products mm-hmm. we could. Just set out at Disneyland. People, of course, but they would buy these yeah, because part we, of
1: Disney history. Yeah,
3: we well we just put it up as like you know it's a a cool you know, art it's a, thing, right? It's yeah. it's an it's a Disney original. It's an original. It's not a reproduction. It is a piece of art that was really used in the making of a Disney film. And they did, and they sold them anywhere from on the low end one dollar to five dollars. Now that oh! now that today that's like selling them from ten dollars to fifty dollars or thereabouts, which still would be yeah. super cheap. So they're not. Ten bucks today is not a terrible price to pay for a souvenir, but like you could go in there and they had a shipping service. So if you wanted to have get souvenirs for people and then send them to them, like Mm. you just get them and then they would just put it in an envelope and mail it out for you right from the art corner. Mm Wow! They would cut them down to size so they would fit in a small, like a smaller mat, Uh and then they'd mix them together randomly. So like somebody says that he has one that is Mary Poppins. With Donald Duck on a background from Paul Bunyan.
2: <laughs> Wait.
3: Yeah. They would just yeah. take the cells and just layer they them on top of each them. other. And just sandwich them.
4: But oh. randomly. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then. That, uh, that's where it seems yeah. a little half-assed to me. Yeah. I'm going I'm to really? say. It yeah. really yeah. was. Yeah.
4: It seems like an art project. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody's like, I'm going to make a nice picture yeah. for you. Well, because
3: Here's it was right. thought yeah. of we yeah. need yeah. to preserve gonna these. are going to recontextualize
2: like... yeah. this Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's
4: about um man and nature so that's why there's mary poppins and donald duck yeah and and he has no pants
3: but, you know, Disney historians believe that the Art Corner, um, which would operated until 1966, that, you know, that is a key reason why, like, the cells we have today are even out there mm. in the first place. Like, it, it played a major role in preserving all of that stuff because wow. Disney was like, ah, we'll make Start a away. buck on these. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Would be great if they still operated an Art Corner in Disneyland and sold your original cells for $10, no but way. no, oh, man. sorry. Yeah. yeah.
1: They don't yeah. even, we don't even use cells anymore. Oh know? no. That's, the, that's
2: why. Right, exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Like they sold Lady and the Tramp cells
1: <gasps> in Disneyland. Bit
0: by
2: bit by dollar. bit by bit. That's yep. amazing. Wow. Yep. And those, I mean, those have to be thousands and thousands of dollars.
3: You know, actually the ones, because they, they did actually sell a lot of these things because, mm. you know, they were a cheap souvenir. So, um, they, I mean, it does depend on like, You know, if you want to get something that's, like, iconic characters in an amazing looking pose that's really from the movie, yeah, you'll probably pay four figures. But, you know, you can still buy some of these for, like, Anywhere between one hundred, two hundred, down the low end, wow. for uh, for everyone to settle and for, like course, a Dopey instead of a Snow White, or... <laughs> right, or even uh, an even more minor character than that, basically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were considering, oh man, there was a cell of Robin Hood and Maid Marian like walking off out of the forest Aww. together, yeah, and and my wife and I were just like. Oh, should we buy this? It's like $2,000. Oh. It's like, <laughs> no, because we love Robin Hood. That was one of the first, you know, when we first started dating, she didn't have Robin Hood on, on DVD, and, um, and neither did I, and we, we bought it for each other. Oh. Ac- yeah, we both accidentally bought it, you know, for, it's the know, like the her- her- but,
4: yeah. but, not, but, but not,
3: not, but we didn't lose any. No, we yeah. We just lost $10. I got your right. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain.
1: And we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week we're talking about amusement parks.
2: Yes. Well, I have assembled for you guys a grab bag general trivia quiz about amusement parks and the rides and the foods and the things that are in them.
1: So <laughs> we got to get our buzzers ready.
2: Uh, yes, please get right. your buzzers ready. Karen, you lived in Denmark, right? For yes. a little while. So you may have a leg up on this question. All right. The mm-hmm. oldest continually operating amusement park in the world is in Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm-hmm. Tell me, did it open in 1883, 1783, 1683, or 1583? Chris. 1683. Incorrect. Dang. Dana. 1583. 1583. Holy cow.
3: Yes. Was it just like... They're Two like pieces park. of wood and a rock?
2: <laughs> they hadn't even invented fun yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a park for the first hundred years. Uh, the Spaken or just Bakken, I guess locally known, uh, oldest, yeah, continual operating park in the world. So originally it started off as like a, uh, a natural springs, like a health and sort of wellness and revitalization spot. And then just, you know, as a place that drew a lot of visitors and yeah. tourists, slowly over time there were, you know, crafts and entertainment and rides like and things like that. Thing. Right? Wow. And uh, it has been operating in some form or another for hundreds of years now. Yes. And they are still quite popular from everything that I have read on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Six Flags. Yes. Amusement Parks is the largest amusement park company in the world. Uh, cool. They have 18 properties in North America. Tell me, where does the name Six Flags come from?
1: Oh, man, I've read this once before.
2: What are the Six Flags? Karen. I
1: think it's one flag for every continent. Not a bad yes. Uh, except for Antarctica. That
2: is incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. I'll give you a little bit of a clue here. The The original park uh, from which the chain now takes its names was Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah. Which opened in 1961. The Six Flags and Six Flags are the flags of these six nations that governed over Texas in Texas's oh, history. Gosh. So France, Spain, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the Confederate States of America, and finally, the United States of America. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little political there. Yeah. Towards the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. End. More so toward the end. You're right. What modern amusement park ride is the descendant of cavalry training for knights in the middle ages?
1: Cavalry training. Like for riding n- on horses. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Oh.
2: Chris, the, the merry-go-round. Yes, oh.
0: yes. The
2: the merry-go-round or the carousel. Uh-huh. Uh In fact, the word carousel uh, goes back to at least the 1600s, if not earlier. It's related to the French word carousel, a tilting match, and the Italian and Spanish words garosella or carousella, meaning little battle. Huh. Uh And so, because
3: the- used to used to like ride the merry-go-rounds and like try to catch a brass ring or something like that. Yep. Yep. Right? So, mm-hmm. That's sort right. Of a game of you're right. Skill it was a game of
2: skill and. Court- to- nation um it was an old practice for knights to gallop in circles and you know toss objects or grab objects as they were going Mm -hmm. um apparently the carousel was introduced to europe around the time of the crusades and it goes back centuries to turkish and arabian horsemen and it was like basically a mock enemy training simulator wow Mm -hmm. yeah so And it's
3: like the dippiest like you know (laughs) most childlike ride and it was originally used to pretend to kill people
2: little battle yeah what is the claim to fame of the Takabisha roller coaster in Fuji Q Highland amusement park oh, in
3: Japan? Geez.
1: The, ta- the, fu-
3: the Fuji Q roller coasters are said to be pretty sick.
1: Isn't it tall? So- tall or?
3: Yes, Dana.
1: It
4: inverts you the most times.
3: Chris. What is it's called? The Takamichi? Takabisha. Takabisha? So tall. Tall. Is it the tallest roller coaster? Is it the
2: highest drop? It's got most inverted, highest drop. Yeah. Karen, want to take a guess? Oh,
1: you're saying highest drop. Uh, I mean, you guys
2: are all dancing around the right most, thing here. Most, most, yeah. uh, longest, zero G. Okay. Uh, you were all close. It is the steepest okay. drop of oh, any roller okay. coaster in the world. Okay. Now it took me a while to get my to wrap my mind around this. It has a drop of 121 degrees, mm-hmm. so meaning it's past 90 degrees.
0: Whoa! So 90 degrees oh. would
2: be straight down. Oh! Yeah. This is actually inverts, inverted a little it's bit. Concave. So you are actually upside down relative to the steep drop. Oh! Uh, whoa! Wow! Yes, yeah, that, that is sense. a sensation
3: I have. How come. could we get any steeper?
1: Yeah, we <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay.
2: can. just gonna come all the way back around to Actually, right. Rye Playland in Rye, in New York State, is one of the oldest amusement parks in the U.S. Uh, I've been there; it's quite charming. It was featured prominently in what movie from 1988? Karen. Oh. Big. Yes. Yes. Nice. yes. I was
1: gonna say Warriors, and I remember that was Coney Island. Oh,
2: I love the way you're thinking, though. But big. Yeah, big. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yep. substituted for the Sea Point Park, uh, which at the end of the movie is where Josh finds the Zoltar, Zoltar. the Magnificent to, uh, yeah, to undo his previous wish. Uh, it's been in a lot of movies, actually. It was in Muppets Take Manhattan. It was in Fatal Attraction. It's mm-hmm. it's very it's very scenic. Like it's it's what you think of when you think old timey amusement park. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah, very charming.
1: Is the Grey Zoltar still?
2: there? No, that was uh, just for the movie.
1: Oh, they should have, oh, they yeah. should have built one. And it doesn't they have actually
3: a- grant your wishes, though.
1: It oh,
2: will not yeah, actually make but- you an adult. In a 2005 survey by the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, mm-hmm. amusement park visitors were asked to name their favorite amusement park food. Mm-hmm. Coming out on top with 28% of the vote was what? Dana.
4: Funnel cakes. Yes.
2: Oh wow. Excellent, yes. It's the best. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It's my personal (laughs) favorite. Yeah. Mm. What would you say? What are your guys' favorites?
3: I was gonna say well, I mean I was going to say that people would guess corn dogs.
2: I love corn dogs. So here are the top five. Uh twenty eight percent said funnel cake, uh seventeen percent said ice cream, fourteen percent said pizza, thirteen percent said hot dogs. 12% 12% said cotton candy.
1: Those are all things that, I mean, except for cotton candy, the other stuff is, like, you can buy at home. Yeah. You know, it's not like an yeah. amusement park. Like, funnel cakes pizza. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. really buy at home or make Yeah, Yeah, I don't know
2: that I've ever had a funnel cake outside the context of a carnival or an yeah. amusement mm. park or, a, yeah, a fair. All right, well, good job, guys. Just get your uh, amusement park palettes wet there. <laughs> Gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups...
1: So the other thing I love about amusement parks, you kind of mentioned, is the food.
0: <laughs> it's like the best excuse for like I'm having
1: fun, so I'm gonna eat some crap, yeah, stuff, uh, yeah, right, some yeah, things that are bad for my health because I'm mm-hmm. on vacation. So here I have a quiz about amusement park food mm. and kind of their origin. It comes to no surprise that a lot of this stuff, the origin is disputed, right? You have all these other different fairs saying I invented this and I invented this, so. Uh There are a lot of theories, and I'm just saying I'm just that's kind of my disclaimer. So first question, get your buzzers ready. In some parts of America, this popular carnival food item is known as a pronto pup.
3: A pronto pup. Uh, it, 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 corn dog?
1: It is a corn dog. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, corn dog actually had a U.S. patent in 1927. So I'm going to quote part of the patent. It says. When impaled on sticks and dipped in batter, uh, then deep-fried in vegetable oil, the resultant food product on a stick for a handle, is a clean, wholesome, and tasty refreshment. Wholesome. Well, it's, it's tasty. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah, will agree.
2: It's tasty. I it's don't know tasty. about clean and wholesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't eat a corn on be like, wow, I'm so refreshed. <laughs> this, was, this
2: was quite a
4: clean, wholesome meal I just had. It's more
2: like, oh, like I Like before ate... a big run, Karen, yeah. you know, yeah. just, yeah. So,
4: feel it's like more I like, oh, food. Food. Yeah. I hate myself a little bit, but that was delicious. Like
3: I've like... just showered <laughs> under a waterfall yeah, in the
4: forest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. You <laughs> rub corn dog on your face. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, number two. In one popular origin theory, this aromatic dessert was in part inspired by the Chinese food item known as youtiao, which literally translates to oily stick. Mm-hmm. Churros. Correct. It yeah. is churro. Couple of theories, but one of the theories is uh, a lot of, uh, uh, explorers who went to China and saw which is a more of a breakfast food item it's more savory it really literally is just a fried pulled long stick of dough Mm. Um, but it's not really seasoned Um, so when they brought it back the theory goes they made it into a dessert they would sprinkle Mm. sugar on it and they didn't really get the pulling right they just kind of extruded out of a a star-shaped dye okay so it has that that funny shape all right uh this snack first debuted in disneyland they were made at the Casa de Fritos restaurant in Anaheim, California. Uh, Fritos, right? No. No. They're not Another brand name.
2: Oh, Doritos? Doritos. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Doritos. Uh, we talked about this Wait, invented in Disneyland. Uh, the restaurant basically used uh, extra tortillas they had, uh, cut them up, and then fried them, seasoned them, and then that was kind of the the mm. prototype mm. for Doritos. Uh, next item, you cannot find this amusement park favorite in grocery stores because they cannot provide the extreme cooling requirement to store this item. That's why they're abundant in amusement parks uh, in their own cooling and customized compartments. Oh, Oops. Dippin' Dots. Yes. Yeah. Chris is right. Dippin' Dots known as the ice cream of the future. Ice cream that is a flash frozen in liquid nitrogen dot by dot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you eat it collectively as separated dots. And when you put it in your mouth it melts and it tastes like ice cream. It's <laughs> I don't feel like there really is a extra advantage of having your ice cream come in Dots and dots form. It's, it's like
2: the astronaut ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's it is like the value is the novelty. You don't. Well, the doesn't... astronaut
1: ice cream doesn't need refrigeration. True. Right? True. This it's... requires special refrigeration. Dippin' <laughs>
2: yeah. dots were sent
3: here from the future as a warning. <laughs>
1: Normal <laughs> it's like, ice cream like, things is good, get yeah. worse. Yeah, like
3: <laughs> this is your future unless <laughs> <Yeah>. you change <laughs> what
1: you're doing. Uh, last question: Traditionally, corn oil, sugar, and salt together is cooked in a Dutch oven to make. What popular snack? Dana. Uh, (laughs) sorry, uh, caramel? No.
3: What is it?
4: Corn,
1: corn oil, sugar, oil, sugar, and, and salt, in salt. Is that in a Dutch oven. Corn, oh. oil? Corn, or oil. Corn, comma oil. Yes. Oh, corn. Oh. Kettle, kettle corn? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh,
3: That's
4: why I thought it was corn oil. Corn, okay. And I was like, corn oil. Oil. oil.
3: Corn, oil, sugar, and salt would be gross or delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I right.
1: like, can see how it's that, it's that like is like some caramel. kind of syrup. Oh, it's
3: okay. Not, yeah.
1: Kettle corn. Yeah. In the copper pot. Yep. A Dutch oven or a kettle. Fun fact. So, you know how... You can buy kettle corn in like the microwavable pouches mm-hmm. uh, and you put it in your microwave and you have kettle corn you pop them. Uh, that actually does not contain sugar because when you microwave sugar, it will burn really easily. Yeah. So most kettle corn that you buy for microwavable ke- kettle corn is made with. Sucralose and artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. because it doesn't burn. Because
2: it won't just burn up. Yeah.
1: Actual corn is actually really hard to make because you have to keep stirring it mm-hmm. uh, to make that little crust and yeah, have the sugar not yeah. burn. But huh.
2: that's oh. one of those great, like, self-advertising foods as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're at like a county fair and you could just like follow the scent all oh, the way back yeah. to where is that coming from?
1: And that is our show. About amusement parks uh, Thank you for joining me And thank you guys for listening in Hope you learned a lot of stuff about all oh, thrill rides and food and Disney And metal albums And you can find our show on iTunes On Stitcher, on SoundCloud And on our website, goodjobbrain.com And thanks to our sponsor, Harry's At harrys.com And we'll see you guys next week all Bye, right. Bye.